0: You're listening to the Holistic Spaces Podcast brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Episode 248, Feng Shui True Stories. Welcome to episode 248 of the Holistic Spaces Podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. We teach Feng Shui online at MindfulDesignSchool.com. Be sure to visit us there at mindfuldesignschool.com and you can sign up for a mailing list for special opportunities that are only available for newsletter subscribers. And you can also check out our consultants page. A few of our guests today are listed there and a bunch of other graduates are also listed in on our consultants page. And we always say that if you have questions, that means it's time to hire a feng shui consultant and support one of our feng shui consultants support one of our graduates hire them for a one-on-one consult they love doing consultations they love answering your questions and you do something really good by supporting someone in the wellness community and and putting your chi out to support people doing good work in the world so please check them out so for this week's episode we are really delighted to welcome three of our graduates and Laura is going to introduce them. And if you've been listening for a while, you know that we've done a few of these. This is a series called Feng Shui True Stories, and we create a panel with three of our program graduates. So each person on this podcast is a certified Feng Shui consultant from the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. And we're so happy to have you guys all here. All right, I'm going to
1: introduce each of you in a sec. As Angie said, this is now, I wanted to say the third time we've done this, where we do this graduate panel with some of our grads. And it's worked out really, it's really fun. It's worked out well in the past. And so we've invited you three today to participate in our latest one. And the topic is... We keep it to feng shui true stories as a way to give you an opportunity to just share your experiences with it. And I'm going to ask the specific question before I talk to each of you, just because you know, it's a good setup. First, I will introduce you. The first one is Michelle Aceta. Michelle, you can find her at on Instagram at michelle.aceta. And she is a real estate agent in the South Bay of Los Angeles specializing in transforming homes to feel good to sell for more
2: hello michelle hello thank (laughs) you so much lauren andy for having me on here i am so honored i've been a longtime listener and a very enthusiastic feng shui practitioner which we both
1: know (laughs) yes which we know which yes Yes. because you were a part of our program so thank you michelle for for coming today and you're going to be my first up for the question. So you just hold tight. Okay. Next is Natalie Gober. And Natalie is a functional consultant located in Santa Fe, New Mexico. And her Instagram handle is pickles and thistle. Pickles and thistle. All one word, <laughs> just exactly as it sounds. Hello, Natalie.
3: <laughs> Hi, everyone. Hi, Lauren, and Angie. And as another longtime listener of the podcast, I'm. So excited and happy to be here and to be a graduate of the program. So thank you for having me. Well, we're glad you're here.
1: Thank you for coming. And last but not least is Tina Robinson of the Simple Home Project. Instagram handle is at the Simple Home Project and she offers professional organizing, interior design, and feng shui services in Brooklyn and NYC in the New York City area. Hello, Tina. Hello, ladies. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Very excited. I'm excited. We're excited to have you here. Okay. As I mentioned, Angie and I came up with this idea really as a way to show and our listeners and other people how feng shui actually impacts people. And because we talk a lot about theories and systems and I don't know, everything. And it's nice to hear true stories. It's nice to hear how feng shui affects people when they start using it and and our grads are we find the best source of this because they've they've studied it and when you study it in our program you end up doing a lot of the uh, a lot of the adjustments or you start working with clients and you see things that are happening so it's just worked really well as a great way to exemplify the practice so I, I'm asking each of you the same question and the question is, share a feng shui experience or a story that both surprised and or delighted you. And Michelle, you are
2: first. Hi everyone. So I'm a real estate agent and the way that I work with feng shui is that I, on the base level, I work with practical feng shui, meaning that no matter what, if you work with me to sell your house, you're getting the practical adjustments that I can't unlearn. So the really cool thing about that is that I have people who come to my open houses since learning feng shui that will always say, oh my gosh, the energy just feels so good in here. So that was like one of the ways that since becoming a feng shui practitioner and infusing it in my business that has like really shifted and changed how people experience my listings and that really helps them sell for more money, but more specific example and something that I have learned now becoming a feng shui practitioner is really having this new lens has allowed me to see how people when it comes to selling their homes have such a huge energetic tie to their homes. And that's something that in my industry as a real estate agent, we don't talk about, or maybe there's just not an awareness about because we don't have this feng shui lens, but now I have a feng shui lens. So I had a listing and it was a bigger listing, um, a luxury listing. And we put it on the market right when the interest rates went up and then it went into the holidays and there were no sales in that entire city that were above like a high dollar amount. And this property was like a very high dollar amount. And, you know, we had a lot of activity, but we had no offers. And I should have done it sooner, but it took me a little while to get the courage to offer the feng shui cure because some people, you know, they're, they're into feng shui and some people are not, and that is okay. You don't need to be into it, but if you want to sell your house, I'm going to give you all the tools in my tool belt. So I offered these clients the home selling cure. And so they did the home selling cure. And within, it was about a month, which mind you, houses at this price point sometimes can take up to a year to sell. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know exactly how many days we sold it in, but way less than the average. And once they did that, we had two offers. We sold it with no contingencies. And it was really special just to see what a difference letting go of that energetic hold on the house made when it came to selling it. So that was a really, really powerful. And I have other examples of clients using this same feng shui cure and in other ways, helping them just energetically release the house because sometimes they don't want to do the cure, but we got to let go. <laughs>
0: so, yeah. Oh, I love that. And, you know, Michelle, I remember when you enrolled in the program and it was a few months early and I remember you sent an email saying, I want to get started now and then just getting to know you through the program. And then you've been graduated for quite some time now. And I remember you said something like you really wanted to incorporate something that wasn't so young because being you're 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 very young, strong, like very energetic, extroverted person, I think. And I think that really lends to your role as a feng shui, or sorry, as a real estate agent. But I think it's so wonderful that feng shui also gave you a way to kind of incorporate yin, maybe not in the way that you thought, but like you're able to kind of give something that is indirect and not so so obvious for your clients. And I'm so delighted that you felt Brave enough to share something that could have been taken a little bit weird, but that you had a really good result.
2: Yeah, I think that in offering it more, and I've done it a lot in the past year, has given me more confidence in offering it. And some people who do say no, you know, I can still witness because I have this lens that they do have that connection and use other tools that are more in the young realtor end <laughs> to get them to. Release their house. And I have another example about that, but I won't go into
1: it. Yeah. And that's interesting you said that because sometimes even just bringing up the adjustment or the cure can be a cure in itself. Because as you said, even if the client doesn't want to do it, now they're fully aware of what is lying under the surface, which is, you know, as you said, this attachment or this energy, their energy is really connected still to the home. And buyers can feel that, like they can sense that, you you know, they can sense that there's this unwillingness to let go. So I think it's really, I think, I'm glad you're, you're on the podcast today. We do have a lot of people that inquire and ask about the program and it's really nice and they're often real estate agents or brokers or whatever and they're interested in and it's nice to hear you know your perspective because essentially you're you're looking at the home you don't have to be overt about it but you just have to recognize that the home is an is an energetic container and just honor that and it's you know it sounds like you have this continuum of flexibility about how you work with it and that was a good good example of
2: it Mm -hmm. so thank you michelle no, thank you guys. Seriously. <laughs> I appreciate you so much. <laughs> we love you too. <laughs> love you too. Okay.
1: Next is Natalie. Hey, Natalie. Hey, Laura. So I will ask you the question because I just like to ask it officially. So share a feng shui experience or feng shui story that both surprised and or delighted you.
3: Okay. So I brought a story that When I was invited to participate in this panel, I didn't know the story, and I just found out about it last week, towards the end of the week, and I also had one related to what Michelle was just speaking about, but I'll tell the story that I came with. In our program, we're taught that even as feng shui practitioners, when we get a floor plan reading, we need to seek someone else to read our floor plan, that we're, as people, we're too close to our situations. So my example has to do with giving a feng shui consultation. My client was also a feng shui con- consultant, which was a unique experience. And I like when I give consultations, when you can find one adjustment that affects multiple needs. Yeah, Michelle's nodding her head. It's, it's kind of this exciting moment. And what's even more golden is when the client, were taught that, and I think a lot of people, when they think about getting a feng shui consultation, they might feel afraid that you're going to come in and say, do this and do that. And they're going to be like, I don't want to paint my walls purple, you know, and the best adjustment to recommend for a client we're taught is the one that sparks something in them that they're like, oh, I love that and start to get into it. So this particular adjustment had that quality with my client and it also impacted multiple Of her needs or wishes or issues. (laughs) So it was a simple adjustment. It was just hanging a faceted feng shui crystal ball in the center of one of the, the areas of the home that influences helpful people and benefactors. So it was doing several things. And one of the big factors was to boost the area of helpful people. They had moved into this apartment about three to four months before and there were some maintenance issues in the whole house It was a new owner. So they were hopeful that things would get fixed, but the previous owner had just kind of let things go over time, not just their apartment, but everyone's. But there were things like a hole, a big hole in the bathroom wall and peeling paint and light fixture in the kitchen and in the dining room that just didn't work and unsecured back door. And things like that. So they had a laundry list of things that needed to be fixed. And they had narrowed it down to like four. And it had been over a month that they had been trying to get this work done with their landlord. And the landlord was like, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll be there. And then no one would come. And then they'd reach back out. Oh, yeah, 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 we'll be there. And no one would come. So that was one of her wishes. And right after our call, she implemented the, the adjustment and visualized the outcome she wanted. And when I talked to her last week, she, well, she sent me a photo that the landlords had called her. So she did the adjustment right after the consultation, right before she went on a two-week vacation. And right when they were leaving to come back home, she gets a call and it's her landlords. And they're like, hi, can we come over tomorrow and fix those things? And she's like, yeah, we'll be home. So they send a guy over and the guy checks everything out and he's like, okay, So tomorrow we're going to send a contractor and sure enough, contractor comes over and is there all day, Saturday, all day, Sunday. So they were even working on a weekend and they fixed everything, all the big, the major stuff. So I asked her because I thought, well, you know, I wonder what she thinks if it had anything to do with feng shui and her feeling. And so I asked and she said, you know, yeah, definitely because she felt like it was so out of the blue. They hadn't reached back out to the landlord. They were going to, and then they're like, well, you know, Um, it was so out of the blue and the timing was so serendipitous that they had just come back into town. Um, And then the second thing that came out of it was a benefactor because they want to ultimately buy property. This is just a rental. They want to buy something and have kind of a homestead. And so my client wanted to balance between purchasing things for the apartment and saving for the homestead. And she said out of the blue, um, her partner's aunt called and offered a condo that she owns but isn't using for them to rent for a lower price, much lower than what they were paying for their current space. And it's a much nicer space. It's a little farther out of town. And so they're kind of weighing their options. But her energy and she were so lifted the way she talked about the problems in their current house and kind of feeling strained over finances, that was all shifted. So I thought that was pretty exciting.
1: Yeah, that good story. (laughs) I like that you asked her, do you think that this had to do with it? Because it's timing is important. And the intention too. she probably also spent a lot of her own energy, like when you gave her that adjustment, you set, you know, the intentions and you really sort of focus on that. And it just really goes to show that, you know, where intention goes, you know, energy flows, as they say, you know, and it's such a simple cure too, what you gave, which mm-hmm. is really simple and didn't need more, as you said, which is which is perfect. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah that, really elegant.
0: Yes. yes, that and that adjustment that we share because it's pretty mundane not mundane but it's pretty easy to share like the one that michelle shared we only share like orally and it's not on the internet uh it's not something that you could search for you have to work with a pra- a qualified practitioner like michelle tina and natalie but hanging a feng shui crystal ball can can be very impactful And Natalie, it's funny that you said, you know, you don't have to paint your walls purple. Cause I, I actually told a client like my chiropractor recently who immediately said like, no, but then I said, (laughs) maybe like an eggplant and he said, oh, maybe. And so it's interesting because there's a lot of nuances to that too, but. I almost never tell someone to paint a wall wall of color, but it was really helpful for him because he had his whole, like in his office, his bathroom is in the wealth area. And also because he's more practical, I wanted to give like something more tactile, like a painting. And it was like this small bathroom. And also I thought he would actually have fun exploring purple. So I said it knowing that he might say like, no way. And then, and then like, kind of dramatically suggested the eggplant and then he got excited. And so like we he started looking at pharaoh and ball colors. So so it's it's fun that you can like you could do both with feng shui, right?
3: Yeah. It's not like a tunnel vision, like mm-hmm. this only this one shade of purple. There's a broader, there are other solutions. So
0: yeah. And Natalie, you came to us from the program. I think, well, I guess you were been listening to the podcast a long time, but then you actually uh were able to at one of those class consultations. So you were one of my clients as an example for the program. And I think you just joined right after that, basically.
3: I did. The stars just kind of aligned. The timing, you guys had one spot left and I had just received the exact amount of money to sign up and I had the time. (laughs) So, and before um, my class consultation with you, Angie, I had hired a graduate, Stephanie D'Alessi when she had just finished the program so I did that I think that was in early 2020 like right at the beginning of the pandemic oh,
0: Stephanie in Montreal mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how did you know her
3: I went to your website and read through your list of graduates and just mm-hmm. contacted her
0: oh wow oh. I didn't know that story yes. yeah and, she, and speaking of color she's really interested in color and like in early childhood She's an early childhood educator too, but but anyway, we're not talking about anyone else. We're talking about Tina, Michelle, and Natalie today. <laughs> um, that was a good story.
1: Thank you so much, Natalie. We really appreciate you being here, and we liked it's a nice uh, to hear Michelle's cure, which and, and story, and then yours, which is you know the, again really really exemplifying the range of how you can work with this practice, the flexibility of it. Okay, last but not least again is Tina. Tina
3: Robinson.
1: Hello. Hello. The question I will ask you, the others share a feng shui experience or a feng shui story that both surprised and delighted you.
4: Yes. Well, I feel like Andy has probably heard this story multiple times, but maybe that's why you guys, <laughs> <to speak. laughs> um, I'd say that the kind of aha moment for me was, well, I'll start from the beginning and say I'm. A, I started my business as a home organizer and found your program because I wanted to be able to help people on a bit of a deeper level to really uplift the energy in their homes. And so, you know, part of the reasoning I did the program was, you know, honestly to try to beef up my business as well. You know, to have something else to offer people. And so when. And she did my class feng shui consultation. That was one of my kind of three big wishes was to, you know, increase my business. And so she gave me a transcendental, two transcendental cures, which were related to increasing my prospects, which was the chime above the stove cure. I won't go too into details on it, but she did warn me that when you do this cure, it starts to work immediately. So you have to be ready to start receiving the traffic. and. It really did. I went on vacation the next week, and I w- had to spend half of vacation, like you know, in my room on Zoom calls because I was getting you know inquiries left and right from new clients or old clients who you know realized that they wanted to have me come back or or whatnot. And then not not too long after that, I did another adjustment: the Con and Lee mirrors in my room, which was post which while the other one was meant to kind of increase my fame and visibility, this one was kind of meant to create a more stable income uh, business. And I did that. And I have to say, I mean, it ebbs and flows, but since I've done both of those adjustments, like I've been pretty steady with clientele and it's just been really helpful to be able to offer clients you know, a really deep practice to really help them um, find some peace in their space.
0: I remember that story, but I didn't know about the mirrors, but I do also remember another story. So the first time Tina and I met, she came as you were, you had graduated already and we were doing a class consultation for a student that was as a current student, a home consultation in East village. And then I got to meet you and you came and you held the camera, the phone, the camera and everything for the zoom. And you were telling me and you were telling this student how you were just so busy after implementing some feng shui adjustments. And then you said something like how it's like this interesting thing, like where I think the listeners might actually resonate with this too, is that once you start getting into feng shui, you're like, my friends think I'm crazy. Like you have like your normal, your like regular friends are like, I don't know what you're doing, but something (laughs) is happening. Could you tell us more about that a little bit? Um,
4: Yes. Well, I have to say I'm really lucky that I've made a really good friend through the program who lives in my neighborhood, Megan Gilbride. So I've been able to and she's actually we we are now co-presidents of our children's PTA at our school. Mm -hmm. Um, But I've found somebody that I can really connect to on like a regular basis and kind of just text her when I'm like, you know, I have some sort of crazy feng shui idea or, you know, we talk a lot about nine star key and things like that. Um, but yeah, it's become kind of a party trick actually, um, talking about the nine star key. It's kind of my like go-to when I meet somebody for the first time, it's just like a really good kind of icebreaker and, um, you know, everybody wants to learn about themselves. Right. That was like one of the most exciting things about the first two days of our deep, you know, intensive with you guys was learning about the nine star key. And I find it really practical on a life basis. And that was, I won't talk too long, but there, that was something else that I wrote down that I wanted to talk about today was that last year when I did the program, I was in my ninth fire year, which, you know, probably was also helpful in increasing my business prospects, my visibility and all that. And I remember being nervous about going into a one water year saying, I don't want to slow down. I'm just picking up. I'm just getting started. And I started 2023 with too many balls in the air. There were too many things going on, but I didn't want to say no to anything. And then slowly things kind of just started dropping out. And I was able to kind of really start to focus in on what's really important as far as, you know, business and family and things like that. And so I realized subconsciously that, you know, things just kind of, once you're living in harmony with the flow of those seasons and those houses and cycles, things start to kind of fall into place and make sense.
1: Yes. I was just remarking and thinking about, you know, your story with Megan and that you guys met. It's so cute. And it's, and I just want to say for all of the listeners right now, listening, like we love having our grads here and talking, as you can tell, we're clearly talking about the program a lot. And I know some listeners may May listen to this podcast just to you know dip their toe in feng shui and listen here and there because they're curious they're just and that is totally cool and that's why we do it. But the other reason we do it too is to connect with people that want to learn the practice more deeply. So you know hopefully you listen through to this episode and can see that for us in this podcast there's there's like two sides to it, right? There's the side where we obviously really want to share with as many people we want to share this practice with as many people as we can on. A level that they can actively like they can actionably use in their home that makes sense. And then there's the other side where there's the occasional listener who comes through and decides they want to go a little bit deeper and and then join us for the program. you, you know, it's for it's for everyone here. So I just think you guys were a great example of of how it kind of flows into that way,
0: yeah. I wanted to say one more thing about Tina. Now and it's also great because Tina's in Brooklyn. Whenever anyone I know like uh, asks me for a referral for an organizer, I I recommend Tina too. So that's also wonderful. And and she also does interior design. So and includes Feng Shui. So I really love having Tina as a resource to refer as well. And all and all of you, of course, like we, Laura and I also um, we really. Want to support and not compete at all with our graduates. We and you guys know that too. We we don't do consultations. We want all of you to go check out, go to the website, and hire one of the graduates for a one-on-one consultation. And they're all so great. Exactly. Yes, and that's why we do it, folks. Well, yeah.
2: Do you have? Do you put your finger up there, Michelle? Yeah. Okay. I am. Okay. (laughs) I just wanted to share this because. Before I took your program, I would always go online and I would Google feng shui and I, you know, like turn my desk to the East, the West, you know, I would turn my desk and my bed all these different ways. And I would, you know, yes, mirrors, no mirrors, all these things. And I remember taking the course that it just debunked so much that I had incorrectly learned because when you go online, I just feel that so much of what you're taking in is not, there's so many different schools of feng shui so you might be learning one school or another school but in i mean i was so passionate and still am so passionate about feng shui but when i learned from you guys so much of it just dropped in and made so much sense to me and it also helped me to learn where i what i had learned just from googling was incorrect so if that isn't like a motivation to get into mm. your course i don't know what is but it's I, I loved it i think i did like eight consultations for people cuz i was so excited but it's it was amazing so thank for you for the for the listeners out there yeah.
1: thank you yeah google what ends up happening with google and the internet is the people same like they just take the same information and they just keep pasting it I mean, that's with everything, like everything you look up in the internet is that way now. So, yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But we also found that one important thing about most um, healing modalities is this community that's created. And I know like Natalie and Tina, you guys were actually, you guys were in a group, you were in a cohort together and in a small circle together. And I think like Megan told me, she talks to you like, talks to Natalie almost as much as she talks to Tina. (laughs) So, so, um, but it's, um, creating like these connections that you can share and go deep with and not feel weird about Tina. Did you want to say something?
4: Oh, no, I, I think I just wanted to kind of piggyback on Michelle and say, you know, it's so feng shui is so personal that, you know, you, you guys are always kind of saying hire feng shui, feng shui consultant and you know, I think that's really valuable because you can find so much information online and you don't, who knows which one is actually meant for you. And that's why it's really important to work with somebody who can give you personalized recommendations
0: or adjustments that
4: you know are specific for whatever you're looking for.
0: Yeah. It's a yet like Lauren, I like to say it's a yes. And situation. Yes. You can learn something on a, and get a hit and have like something that very simple that you implement that can be very powerful. And at the same time, you can go deep with someone, go deep with a one-on-one consultation. It depends on you know what what's working for you at, at the, that particular time, right?
3: Yeah. I've noticed um, to piggyback on Tina, who's piggybacking on Michelle, um, I've really been impressed in doing more and more consultations that they're Um, We learned in the program that the floor plan tells you a story. There's a story in the questionnaire, the reflection that the client does that they submit to you before their consultation. And then when you speak to the person, other nuances come through and it's, you can really see it in the floor plan. And I just, that is not something that I ever found when I was Googling Feng Shui and I did listen to the podcast even prior to COVID and it was a form of therapy. I would have it on. I'd be kind of like cleaning the house, but it gave a different meaning for me to the cleaning. And then when you're doing a consultation, there are these layers that kind of all merge and you're like, oh, (laughs) wow there's there's just confirmation along those lines and just listening to your podcast versus going through the program and helping other people with their lives is so rewarding and such a surprising arc
0: thank you all i think to wrap up i think laura and i well laura can speak for herself but you know part of the reason why why we teach also is because we are still students we were students we are students we're always learning we found that this practice has been totally life transformative. Like, And I think all three of our friends here, the graduates here, I we personally know that their lives have been transformed. So we're so honored to be walking this path with you. We're all walking it together. We're not ahead of you. We may have a little bit more experience, but we're all together on this. Yes. Thank
1: you all for coming today and stepping up when i put the uh the request out and it's always uh it's we never really know exactly how this calls these calls are gonna go and it i it always is just amazing it always works out the stories are great everyone you know comes together and shares and it's it's very it's very valuable and rewarding so thank you
0: yes and thank you listeners for listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast. You can listen every week for a new episode. If you like our podcast, if you like this episode, please share it with others. Definitely check out Michelle, check out Natalie, check out Tina, check their, check out their Instagrams. And you can also check out our consultants page to learn more about all of our graduates that are offering functional services. And you can also support the podcast by checking out our certification, our advanced training, the new one that just came out, it's called Pure Professor. Our certification course is open for enrollment right now, and it starts in February. And then you can also stay tuned because we always have a annual Lunar New Year thing coming up around the holidays and just so much more. So in order to hear all about these things, be sure to join our mailing list. Visit mindfuldesignschool.com. You can scroll to the bottom. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week.